Today, we're going to be talking about how to encourage your spouse to be in the word and to grow spiritually. If you feel like you're growing spiritually and they aren't in a spiritual place or they don't look like they're growing in their faith the way you want them to, this is from either a husband's perspective or a wife's perspective. A few people have reached out and asked kind of what our thoughts were on this. And boy, do we have thoughts. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about that today. If you guys enjoy this episode, if you would take a little screenshot of it and share it on your social medias and tag us so we could see you. If you don't tag us, unfortunately, we typically can't see it. So that would be awesome. And if you don't have social media, then do a little smoke signal blast, you know, let someone know. <laughs> Hey, I'm Elisha Voberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship-rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. You know what I just did? What? <laughs> there was a little chunk of chip on this desk and I ate it because it looked good. But like when was the last time we had chips in here? I don't know. I don't know. It tasted like it was 100 years old. <laughs> the taste is still in my mouth. I'm sorry. You can have a drink of my smoothie here. Oh yeah, Elisha's doing a detox. So if he sounds a little weird... I don't know, blame it on that. Yeah, I don't know if the detox is making me sound any different, but it's certainly making me feel different. Yeah, it's a three-day thing. and yeah. Which I, I know is nothing in the like detox world. Three days is nothing. Yeah, there's someone out here, out there who probably lives on like the dew of a ginkgo leaf, and they're like, what? No big deal. Yeah. But I don't know. It seems like a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's affecting me quite a bit physiologically, mentally. Hopefully not too much spiritually. I know. If I had remembered that we were doing the podcast today, I would have made a little bigger stink about you doing it. Mm. I never get stoked when Elisha does that. Like, I know it's good for his health, but it is always a big deal because he still, like, works out really hard when he does it. And just, like, do it over the weekend, lay on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I feel really good. I think this is the best I've felt in doing doing a detox. So. I'm well, that's happy good. about that. That's good. Well, this has been a great week for Katie and I. We thoroughly enjoyed the encouragement we received from so many of you regarding even last week's episode uh, yeah. with the Q&A that we were able to do. I feel like whenever we're able to do Q&As, we get to know you folks a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And it feels like we there's more reciprocity in this relationship and it's not just one-sided. Uh, so thank you for participating in that. And we're actually going to be basing today's episode off of a question that from last week, but we got it multiple times. We've and we've gotten this question many times over mm -hmm. the last year or year and a half. And so we decided to devote a whole podcast episode to the topic of spiritual growth in regards to how to encourage your spouse to grow spiritually, ideally, you know, with without being a nag. Because 
being a nag's not the most effective way to encourage yeah, someone. Yeah, I had someone specifically say, and what if they don't grow spiritually even when you're giving them helpful encouragement and advice? And I was like, oh, okay, they're probably running the other way by now. Uh, so, But it's easy to do in a marriage. It's easy to think, oh, yeah. oh, I'll give you some helpful information here, and you could just do that. But it's like, we don't want to be coached by our spouse. At least I don't. I don't want Elisha to be like, hey, like I see these areas that you can improve in your life. And I yes. think you'd greatly, like in any area of life, yeah. spiritually, or physically, like it would not do anything for my self-esteem if Elisha's like, hey, like I think you would, you know, you just look so much better if you just, you know, did this or worked on this. But there are some ways that he does encourage me in those areas. And I think one of those things is showing and not telling and just living out an example hmm. on your own. Like I know just running with the whole... um athletic thing for a second here example elisha works out every single day and so as i'm seeing him do that that really inspires me to be like i want to be fit i want to have that energy and i also want to take care of my body for him and he's definitely doing a great job of that for me <laughs> well something else that you do that i think <laughs> keeps me working out and exercising is that you always voice how how you think you always encourage me and yeah. you're like, oh, that's so awesome. You did another workout. You're crushing it, you know, or like, wow, your run times are getting faster. You know, you're, you're able to oh, lift yeah. heavier weight and you really encourage me in my wins. Well, you went to my second point. Oh, sorry. But then, sorry. No, that's, a, that's great. No, cause I'm just kind of teasing here, but it was my second point, which is praise works better than criticism Yeah. in, in all these areas. And when Elisha's like, oh wow, you feel so firm or like, oh, I can tell you're so toned and you've been working out. I'm like, Oh, really? Like, I don't care if he's lying. <laughs> like, it makes me want to go work out more because hmm. he's like praising that. And maybe he like, you know, it's like, wow, she walked down the stairs today. I need to tell her. I can tell. <laughs> and then maybe she'll go do something else. But I remember reading a marriage book on my parents' bookshelf when I was like 12 or 13. And in there, the woman who was writing it, it was written to women from a woman's perspective, and she was saying, anything that you want improved, praise. Hmm. Like, and she is the example of like, if your husband's being a couch potato and you're scared he's gaining weight and stuff, just notice if he like carries a heavy box in or something and be like, oh my goodness, like I can feel your muscles, you know, <laughs> and make a big deal out of it. And then she said that she made a big deal out of that one night with her husband. And that night he was out in the garage, like lifting weights nice. for like an hour. Nice. But I think it, it, this happens with our faith too. Yes. Whenever we're, first of all, leading by example and just taking care of our own side of the issue. Yeah. It's like time is much more, much better spent. Hmm. Time is much better spent when we just work on ourselves. Yes. And don't try to change our spouse. If we're diving into God's word and we're growing in our faith, he's going to give us the patience and the long suffering and the temperance and all the things that we need to, to live with someone who might not be as Motiv motivated, motivated yeah. or as sure. vocal. Yeah. Or spiritually vibrant. Yeah. You're so right, Katie. You know, kind of shifting away from the 
working out analogy. Yeah, I, I mean, know. that worked. We didn't. Why? We weren't planning on using that. I like that. ran with that one for the first yeah. half of the podcast. No. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, it was supposed to be a short mention. Yeah, but in encouraging your spouse to grow spiritually, I think Katie, you said something that as that is that is huge, and that is you've got to feel fulfilled spiritually, even apart from your spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, you're able to have complete access to God the Father through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and we've got the Spirit of God that dwells in us. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to nurture that and cultivate a relationship with your Heavenly Father, which we're able to do because of Jesus Christ, and grow in your faith and grow in your knowledge of our Lord and Savior, then you really are able to just live a life of strength and of abundance and of an overflowing with God's goodness. And mm-hmm. so I think that always needs to be the first goal is instead of with any with anything, but especially with your spiritual journey. Uh, it really needs to be the only goal. I really think this because you can, you know, lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can't shove your husband's head in the Bible and mm-hmm. be like, read this in desire to grow. Yeah. Like yeah. you, we can pray yep. and we can pray that the Lord puts that desire in our spouse, mm-hmm. but I don't think giving any kind of advice or helpful hints are going to have a positive effect. And maybe someone out there has had that experience where they're like, Oh, well, you know, I think we should have open conversation with our spouse and yes. be like, Hey, I'm concerned, you know, where are you with your walk with the Lord? You know, having those like heart to heart conversations are good, but not criticizing how they are growing in their faith. Yeah. And I think you said early on, don't give, you know, unsolicited advice or coaching tips because you do graciously talk to me when you feel like I'm struggling or I'm discouraged or I seem like I'm not in the best place. You, you approach it from a very caring standpoint. And you, maybe you approach it like, hey, how are you doing? You don't seem to be doing that great. Is there something I can pray for? Or, you know, do you need to get together with somebody? What's going on? And I really feel like you're approaching it from being on my team and yeah, wanting and likewise, to support me, not, not tell me that I need to get my act together. And a couple Bible verses that I love, both one for men and then, and then one that's written towards women. Um, first for men, Ephesians 5, 25 through 26 says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Uh, so, uh, you know, this verse is so popular within marriage and within Christian uh, Christian relationships, Christian marriage. But husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. But then I love we've got like this look into how Christ did that. You know, he said that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. And that's something that we're able to do as a husband, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for it, that he might sanctify her. Husbands have this this ability to wash our wives in the word of God and to cleanse her, not not speaking it to her, you know, but just like living it out, I think, and mm-hmm. and, and having it be in you and overflowing from your lifestyle so that I love that that's just a comment, uh, I guess, a, an exhort, exhortation to men. So they just get in the word. You're not going to be able to wash your wife in the word if you're not getting in the word. Uh, and so I'm always really encouraged with that passage. And I think too, a lot of wives, you might be sitting there right now and be like, well, that would be great if my husband was doing that. That's the problem, right? Hmm. How do I get him to do that? And 
I think there is something that stuck out so much to me last year we did a women's conference at my mom's house and my mother and I hosted it. There are about a hundred women who came and my grandma shared a piece of wisdom in regards to spiritual leadership that I think was so helpful. And she said, spiritual leadership does not look the same for every man. Hmm. It doesn't look like five, you know, 7 PM before bedtime, sitting down in the living room, reading the Bible. It doesn't look like that for every guy. And your husband's relationship and his walk with God might not look like what you want it to personally look like. Uh, my grandma compared, she said, you know, her husband, who's my grandpa, is a man of God. And he lived that out in his integrity. He was a man of character. He loved everybody. He had the fruits of the spirit. And he feared God Mm -hmm. and he raised his kids to fear God, but he was not the guy that read the Bible a ton. Mm -hmm. He was dyslexic and that was really, really challenging for him. And on the flip side, my grandma's like a total student. She's up at six in the morning, has her devotionals, studying the Bible, always memorizing God's word. And she's just a woman of prayer, like kind of the epitome of like a spiritual woman. Mm And it would be really easy for her to look at my grandpa and be like, he's not the spiritual leader of our home. But she didn't do that. Instead, she was like, his relationship with God looks different than my relationship with God. And that's okay. Well, and she did see the ways that he, he was leading. Yes. Because like you said, on the surface, maybe from her initial you know, perspective, she thought, Man, you're not leading. You know, you're not up at zero dark 30 memorizing scripture and teaching Yeah, like and I teaching read the Bible family. more than you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there, like you said, there are multiple facets to growing in your faith and to mm-hmm. leading your family spiritually. And she was able to start identifying those and the relationship that he was cultivating with his children or in the way he was leading his business with integrity. Yeah, he was he was walking out his faith. He was a doer. And sometimes certain men are like that and they are walking out their faith and they need our praise and our encouragement and not our criticism. Mm-hmm. And I think this is such a good quote. Can I share this quote real quick? You sure You're sharing can. verses. I'm not sure quote. People okay. know how good we are with quotes on this podcast. No, I legit went and found it before we started. Well, you inspired me because you found your verses, nice. your references. Okay, this is from a book by Debbie Pearl, and I. this is a uh, widely critiqued book. I really don't care about what your opinion is on it. I think this quote was really good. And it says, No man has ever crawled out from under his wife's criticism to be a better man, no matter how justified her condemnation. Wow. Isn't that good? That just sat with me. I read this our first year of marriage. No man has ever crawled out from under his wife's criticism to be a better man, no matter how justified her condemnation. Wow. So if our goal is for our husbands to be, you know, quote unquote, better men in any area of life, criticism is going to have the exact opposite effect. Yeah. And I think, I mean, Katie, you should read this next verse. Because I know I don't come, like it'll come better from a woman. Yeah, I know I don't like reading Bible verses that are clearly written to to women. So you should read. Okay, okay. Uh, what is it? But I don't mind telling my wife to read the Bible verses that are clearly written to women. <laughs> oh yeah, well I don't have a problem with it. So, okay, so First Peter three one. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands. Wait, is this what I'm reading? No. Yep. T- Yes. Okay. So that even if some do not obey the word, they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. 
I just think that's so powerful where it says they may be one without a word. This is purely based off action. Hmm. And it's kind of hinting here that our action is better than our word. Hmm. Like our words can get in the way of this whole process. Wow. Well, it's, I just find these interesting as, you know, so this is first Peter chapter three verses one and two. Um, and that's what Katie just read, written to wives, and the one that I read, written to husbands. It's interesting uh, that he's telling these. He tells husbands to wash your wife with the word of God, and then he tells the wives. He says, "Live out your faith." It's interesting how there's those two things where it's like very clear. You're right. Like maybe a wife wants her husband to be more vocal. Hmm. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Maybe like actively washing her in the word like a woman craves that from her standpoint Mm -hmm. and maybe a husband is more apt to be like hey just give me my space i'm going to be inspired by watching you live out your faith yeah i don't know who how we desire these things and what motivates us that's in the kjv the Catherine joy version (laughs) (laughs) i think that's my interpretation in my personal study bible (laughs) yeah but i'm just blown away to see the influence that a wife has in a husband's life because mm-hmm. uh, you know the men it says that you're able to sanctify her or you know wash her with the word with this it says that a wife's able to win her husband to the faith which wow. is remarkable without a word just by living out her her life living out her own faith and with her conduct it says her conduct and yet her respectful and pure conduct will be what wins her husband over and to me, that's just remarkable that a wife has that ability and that power over her husband to, I mean, yeah, just to, to well, bring him to the faith. Yeah, and what stuck out to me, too, is that word respect with her respectful conduct. I think that it's one thing to not say anything, but we've all been there. We can feel when our spouse feels a certain way about us. And our conduct needs to be respectful in this and not bitter. Like if we're having this bitterness, then I do think it's better to just talk it out and be like, hey, I'm feeling this way uh, than just being silent, stuffing down these emotions Mm. and becoming bitter because our spouses can feel that. Yes, big time. And I know that from my standpoint, anytime I start feeling anything regarding resentment or frustration towards you for what I might call a lack of spiritual growth or interest in spiritual things, or maybe your discipline in getting into God's word. I, I just start, I start going that down that path and I start feeling those things. I realize it's a hundred percent stemming from me, not feeding myself and not going to God's word and not acting in the way that is upright before the Lord and thinking things that are upright and pure before the Lord and it's really remarkable how the Lord's always so faithful in showing himself to me and realizing, oh, man, that well, that wasn't Katie's fault the way that I was feeling the way I was feeling. It was my fault. You know, I was not going to God's word, which is a lamp unto my feet. And I wasn't tra- being transformed by the renewing of my mind on a daily basis and just remembering the truth that is the gospel and the life that I get and now live because of the gospel. And uh, it, and so, again, kind of like what we talked about at the, at the beginning of this a podcast is when you start, you, know, you start with the man in the mirror, you know, and you realize this is a hundred percent relationship, a hundred percent my responsibility to take care of my spiritual well being. Yeah, because that's all you can control. 
I feel like often when we are dry in one area, we want our spouse to be extra vibrant in that area to make up for the lack that we're feeling. Yes. And this is like uh-huh. in every area of marriage. When I'm feeling overwhelmed or whatever the emotion Tired. is. Yeah. Yes. I want Elisha to have this like abundant energy mm-hmm. and I might even like go at his throat because I'm like, why are you so tired and grumpy? And it's like, well, because I'm tired and grumpy, <laughs> you know, but I want him to have this like just, I don't know, this vibrance. Mm-hmm. And I think of that with our spiritual walk too. If, if the Lord is truly filling us and we are being satisfied in him and we are being fulfilled in him, then we don't need our husbands to be the spiritual whatever we have in our brain mm. that we think they should be. We're really mm. being fulfilled over here, and we can just come at our marriage from a place of love and a mm-hmm. place of giving and a place of overflow and patience and and not this this critical spirit that's yes. not of of God. Yeah. So I think if we're feeling that critical spirit, the best place to go is to God's word. And work on our own relationship and work on deepening that. Yeah, 100%. And I might even say, you know, we maybe should have started with this point. But even before going to God's word, going to prayer. Mm-hmm. I love that Philippians 4 tells us that with prayer and supplication, make your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guide and keep your hearts. And I think about this in regards to just longing for your spouse to grow in their faith and to take their journey seriously, their, their spiritual journey seriously and wanting that because it's such a good thing to want for your spouse. You, you love them and you care about them and you want to see them flourish and to walk with God. Uh, but going to prayer, God knows mm-hmm. that desire of our heart, but he still tells us to come to him in prayer and to make that request made known unto him, not just once, do it multiple times, do it multiple times a day. Then you're able to have that peace because he promised it. You're able to have that peace that passes all understanding and I think it, that will really kind of uh, soften the edges of a way, of your thinking towards your spouse. What an opportunity to trust God with your spouse. You know, I feel like I'm learning day every day to trust God with my children and realizing, man, these are God's children before they're my children. You know, I've got this, this uh, I guess, privileged kind of steward them here on this earth, but they're God's children. And I want him to have their hearts. And it's the same thing with, with my wife. I want God to have my wife's heart. And I want that even more than me to have my wife's heart. Uh, and, and I think that when you ha- are able to have that v- viewpoint, then you trust God and you don't, I guess, criticize your spouse, but you trust God instead. Well, that's such a powerful picture. I've never thought of it that way before and that our children are gods and we have to have open hands with them and it's the same with our spouse. Like mm. I've never viewed you that way. I think I did in regards to like if the Lord was to completely take you out of the picture. Like Hmm. if you were to die, but I can only think about that for like five seconds and then start crying. So, okay. I think something else too on just a very, very practical note is a good conversation might be not over necessarily spiritual things, but over who you're surrounding yourself with. And friendship is a really, really big thing because my mom always said this growing up. She goes, you don't want to be the Holy Spirit in your husband's life. Hmm. Don't be the Holy Spirit in your husband's life. And this was years before I married, but it just really stuck in my brain. But you do want those people that can come alongside your husband or come alongside your wife and 
be that iron sharpening iron. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you want someone else to call them out for you and you don't want to be the one always, you know, kind of being the bad guy. Yeah. (laughs) Without a doubt. I mean, this is an ongoing conversation. I'd say Katie, you and I have where, where we are regularly doing an audit on who we are spending the bulk of our time around. Mm -hmm. And because it's just inevitable that those are going to be the most influential people in your life. And fortunately, we're blessed with just amazing friends and people that are just just phenomenal people and great Christian people. And then our families are really, we we really look up to our families when it comes to their faith as well and how they're living out their faith. But that said, we still will find ourselves having to, I guess, modify Mm -hmm. certain time spent with certain people when we're honest with ourselves and step back and realize it's having a negative impact on our faith or our overall overall outlook on life yeah just those mindsets and what are those mindsets are they eternal are they very materialistic are they you know what do these people do with their free time what do they value and you can determine you know this is like a big self-help thing like you become like the five people you spend the most time around but the bible says birds of a uh, no, the Bible doesn't say birds of a feather. <laughs> the Bible says birds of a feather flock together. No, but doesn't he say? Uh, doesn't he say something about friendships? He's is oh, bad man. company corrupts good morals, like an Aesop's fable or something. The, I feel like the proverbs are full I, of this I concept. Am sure, yeah. that there is a verse that all of these little things that I'm saying Mm -hmm. are based off of. Right, right. It all goes back to the Bible. Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. I don't have a verse for you. Birds of a feather. That's funny. (laughs) No, there's something about that. Uh, Well, I do agree that that concept is all over in the Proverbs and in the Bible. Yeah. Okay. So it's conceptual and I boiled it down to like an old saying that someone else said. But I think Elisha and I are constantly evaluating friendships and I do think from a spouse's perspective, you are someone that is there to, you know, help balance out your spouse. And I definitely feel that way. Elisha and I have had a lot of conversations sitting down and being like, hey, like, I feel like this person is rubbing off on you in this way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have those conversations going both ways about, hey, you know, maybe we need to go somewhere else to church Mm -hmm. or maybe we need to find a new study group Mm -hmm. or you know, every time you come home from hanging out with this person, this is what your mindset's like. And mm-hmm. I'm concerned about that. Yeah. These are things that it is so healthy and good to talk about, but I feel like it's more of a open discussion kind mm-hmm. of conversation than like a nitpicking critical spirit. Yeah. It's more like, Hey, I think we might be getting into a danger zone here. Yes. And by setting up good friendships and by searching for good friendships around your spouse and yourself, that enables that other people are going to see the blind spots Mm. and you don't have to always be the one, you know, with the magnifying glass because that's no fun. Yeah. I mean, I think in the council of many, there is safety, there's wisdom. The proper proverbs say, yeah, that one's in the Bible. (laughs) Uh, And we are well aware of our, the command to Christians to not forsake the assembling of the brethren. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's so easy for, especially millennials, millennial men. uh, I just speak from being that and from having so many friends that are that way to justify not being in fellowship Mm -hmm. to find every reason under the sun why you don't go to church because if you want to start finding reasons why you shouldn't go to church they're they're easy to find when it comes to this church isn't doing this right or this church isn't biblical but it's not specified as to 
when we're supposed to. It just says, don't forsake the assembling of the brethren. It doesn't say find a perfect church and then don't forsake them. I really click with this person personality wise. Like Mm -hmm. some people are just good to have in our lives because they're good for us. Not necessarily because we have a blast every time we're with them. Yeah. Yes. That's a big deal as well. I agree. And so, you know, both men and women, I think, from yeah. every generation, this has been an on- ongoing battle, I think, for Christianity. But to, to forsaking fellowship is just it's 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 going to lead you in a to isolation and man left to himself is that's never good. And I think Elisha and I both have to be careful of this too. I know, I I definitely do. Speaking for myself, who are the influences that are online that are speaking into mm-hmm. my life because you start to value the things that they value too. Oh. And so it's really easy to think that we're following a moral almost like, Oh, well I follow so-and-so for fashion or I follow so-and-so for, you know, business advice. Business. Right. Yeah, exactly. Business podcast. But those people and what they value is having an effect on what we value. That's and right. if it's not the things of the Lord, we have to be really careful how much time we're spending obsessing over that person or following them or caring about their life Mm -hmm. because that's going to affect us on different levels. So I think that's a good thing to, to be in in contact about too. I know Elisha and I have to big time. Well, and I think in regards to, cause you can really apply all these things to your personal walk and your personal journey, but in finding a way to encourage your spouse, cause that's kind of the context in which we're talking about these things. Yeah. You really do have so much control on the things that you allow into your home, whether you're the husband or the wife from a media standpoint. Uh, when I think of the literature and the music that's coming into our home, maybe I'm uncomfortable with, I'm saying hypothetically, Katie, if I was uncomfortable to where you, what you're doing in your, you know, faith and how you're growing or maybe mm-hmm. not growing, mm-hmm. I can have a lot of influence one way or the other and what movies I suggest we watch or mm-hmm. what music's playing in our house. And it's not that I'm trying to be subtle and passive aggressive, but no. it's just having a standard that's wholesome for our home. And that is going to have a, a impact on the entire household, you know, including your spouse. Yeah. And I definitely don't think I guess I want to make it clear too. I don't think it's bad to have conversations about this stuff. No. Like this is stuff. It can be really helpful to talk about. Um, and I've appreciated times when Elisha's been like, Hey, I'm concerned. You know, I pull up your YouTube search page or whatever. And these are the suggested videos. <laughs> it's like, Oh yeah. You know, those are the people who are influencing me. This mm-hmm. might be why I'm feeling more dead in my spiritual walk. He's yeah. not directly saying like, Hey, I'd, I'd really like if you got up and spent time in the word tomorrow. Right. You know, yeah, he's doing it point. in a more thoughtful way, but it's mm. having the same effect long term. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I have done that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <you have. laughs> and I want you to have the feel the freedom to do that with me, too. Oh, I, I feel the freedom. Good. You're awesome. Well, Katie, do you have any other points? No more points. You know, I'm already pulling out the extracurricular Bible verses, so we'll just yeah, we should probably stop for tonight <laughs> before we make up any more Bible verses. Like you can get cursed for doing that. Yeah, folks, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We love just kind of this community that we're a part of with with all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I pray and I hope that we are an encouragement to you. And you know, just that we, you grow in your faith, uh, mm-hmm. whether that's through this podcast or. Any, if we can be a piece in that growth, then we would be honored. And I know that's what we yeah. want to do. We want to grow in our faith. And we want it to be about about God and in Jesus and the gospel and, um, and living a life for him. Yeah. And I think a lot, I just want to, I think we said this a lot at the beginning of the podcast. And I want to say it again. These are clearly Elisha's in my opinions, what we've observed, what we're currently working on. 
And I would just, I guess our goal in sharing these things is to start a discussion. Yes. And some of this stuff might totally work for you. Some of you might be like, no, I'd want my spouse to talk to me about that or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, like it's going to be individual on your marriage and stuff like that. So this is obviously our opinion. Um, but don't take it as gospel truth. Just, you know, have your own conversations. Yes, 100%. Right on, folks. Well, we're going to wrap things up, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.